Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. Tarps off for the boys and all-star games for Kirill. We break down shirtless interviews, world junior championship mishaps, and all-star game hopes with a smattering of division dreams. Plus, gopher captain and wild prospect Brock Faber joins to answer his biggest question yet. Is he a Swifty? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is season four, episode 158. It's peanut butter jelly time. Soda Stick and the Minnesota Wild teamed up for another collaboration in honor of the duo that is Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. Get yours now exclusively at the Hockey Lodge. Plus, be sure to keep an eye out for some new Buttes merch at SodaStick.com. As always, you can snake 15% off all purchases when you use code BARDOMBEAUTIES at checkout. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated. Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Episode 158. Uh, feeling good. Look at Fred. You're looking like a legit producer today. That's producer Fred. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. I think it's the hat, Fred. The hat yeah. really completes this producer vibe I'm getting. I'll add tattoos on my forearm. Oh. Next. Please do. What, what are you going to get a tattoo of? <laughs> we all know what it is. It's a Bardown Beauties tattoo. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that someday, probably. Put just Jesse's so y'all know. It's like right here. Okay, now I, I'm going to draw some more attention to that. Jesse just said she's going to get a Bardown Beauties tattoo. <laughs> so why not? Um, I just want to really put a lot of emphasis on that. So the listeners know this is now on the table and can hold <laughs> you accountable. I mean, yeah. We should do a contest. So like, can we get so many clicks and then Jesse will get Exactly. You know, we will come up with those contest rules, ladies and gentlemen. And I will, I would absolutely, I love tattoos. I've got a couple myself, but they're well-placed. So I still look professional. Yes, I know. I had some wild times back in the day. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about hockey on this Bar Down Beauties hockey podcast, if you will. Uh, let's first start with the World Junior Championships. Now these have come and gone. Canada wins gold in Canada. I will say to Canada's credit, Connor Bedard is so freaking good. Like I think going into the tournament, and if you listen to last week's episode with Chris Peters, um, you know, we all knew how good Connor was going to be and how he is easily the number one draft pick coming up this summer. But man alive, Kirsten, absolutely just unreal to watch what he was able to do during this tournament. Yeah, and I think for hockey fans in general, it was just super exciting to watch because, again, like we talked about with Chris Peters, it's showcasing that next group of star NHL players from this tournament. So it was giving fans a little bit of a taste of what they can expect to see really soon in the NHL. Um, also, this is kind of like a very weird thing that I noticed, and maybe this is just a very me thing, but I saw a picture of Bedard. Is it Bedard or how did you say it? Bedard. I think Bedard. it's Bedard. Don't ever, ever ask me for pronunciation of players' names. Very rarely are they correct, but I believe that's right. Spell- Bali Sports North. <laughs> Still makes sense to me. No. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, don't ask me how I came across this, but I did. I just saw a picture of him like on Instagram and he's just standing, but immediately my eyes went. To- I Maybe I'm just like a leg person. <laughs> Because I can like learning respect so the grind for leg muscle, but I looked at his quads. I could not tell where like his knees were to where yeah. like his quads were because they like were the muscle was just protruding. He's fast. That's hockey player. Like that's why hockey All players. Right, gentlemen, have- if you're at a bar and KK walks in, just <laughs> roll up those pants legs, man. Start flexing. 
This is like it, it just I've not seen that on a guy before. Like genuinely, like yes, hockey players have big quad muscles, but yeah. the darts, like they look like there's two tennis balls right above his knee. <laughs> I'm gonna send you this picture because it is like please I was do. Please, everybody go check that out. No, he's it was just unreal to watch everything that he accomplished, including his legs. Apparently, great legs, great hockey player. It goes side by side. Tough call for Team USA, who got Canada in the semis, obviously losing to Canada. Uh, they did get bronze. Chaz Lucius, uh, Minnesota's own scoring in overtime, eight to seven game. Absolutely unhinged, just something back and forth. I loved it as somebody who apparently has a Twitter follower told me, well, you hate goalies. Of course you love a high scoring game. And I was like, this is true. It was just super fun. I do want to talk about that USA Canada game though. However, the goaltender interference called twice against team USA, uh, both very different looking situations, both recalling a goal back the first one in particular, which would have tied us with Canada at that time, obviously a huge momentum changer. Um, not the first time that you're seeing, Canada get the good calls in their home uh, country. Do you think there's truth to that, Kirsten? What did you make? Did you catch any of that? I know we had the Minnesota Wild game that evening, but it was something that I was able to watch because I was there ungodly early for a nine o'clock puck drop, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, It just, it made me really upset because again, goaltender interference continues to be this monstrosity that's ruining the game of hockey. Yeah, you know, I would agree with that. They need to get it figured out. We need to get it figured out really, really quick, especially for a sport that's trying to grow. You are losing fans when you can't get your stuff together. You see it even a little bit in the NFL, but I think hockey has it a lot worse as far as just the inconsistency with officiating. But going back to your point, um, I did see a little bit of it. Like you mentioned, we had to get there. I get there three hours early before a wild game even starts. So they had it on the TV. So I saw the goal, saw it was tied, but then we went downstairs and I looked at the TV again. And then I was just like, what did I miss something? Like, are we behind in the game? So I didn't see the reversal of the call. I just saw that the score had changed. Zero interference. It was zero. I will say that like, again, normally I can say like, oh, sure. Maybe that first, the second one, definitely goaltender interference stick got in there, whatever that first one there was no interference with the goaltender to not enough to recall an entire goal. That was such uh, an important goal. Yeah, no, I, I mean, anytime that happens in a game, it definitely shifts the momentum. And then I feel I'm not an athlete and I am better talking about sports than I am playing them as no surprise to anybody. Um, I just feel like in the mindset of an athlete like that, is hard to kind of bounce back from, get your head back in the game a little bit. I mean, you have that next play mentality. You got to just rinse and repeat, just forget about it, move on to the next part. But in a game of such importance in the biggest tournament, arguably in the world, it's like, how, how do you kind of, especially with younger guys too, how do you just turn the page and move on to the next play when you either agree with the call or you don't like, you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. I got you. I'm feeling what you're putting down. I would agree. Uh, something that needs to get figured out clearly at all levels. And again, I think the IIHF in general struggles with getting a lot of calls correct in, as you mentioned, Kirsten, such an important game uh, for these young players. A lot of them already selected in the draft, but a lot more of them getting ready for this year's NHL entry draft. As I'd mentioned, Team USA does medal. They get bronze. They defeat Sweden in that third place game. Uh, a lot of Minnesota connections, a lot of gopher connections. We will be talking with gopher defenseman Brock Faber coming up here in the second segment. And he recaps his experience at World Juniors and much, much more and how great it's going to be to get those gopher players back here for this weekend's tilt against St. Cloud. Uh, one last tidbit on the World Juniors. I saw John Morosi had tweeted about uh, Detroit and Minnesota putting in as host cities, meeting with USA Hockey, uh, pitting Hockey Town for State of Hockey, classic. Um, oh my gosh, I would love Minneapolis to host it. Grand Forks has hosted it. I think that's as close as it's gotten to here. I could be wrong, from, but from the amount that I've paid attention to, Minnesota's never hosted it, and why the hell not? I think that would be epic. I would be in heaven. I would love it. Kirsten, would you attend the World Junior Championships in 2026 with me, should they be in Minnesota? 
if I don't fire me, like I would be done. You might be fired by then. We haven't decided that yet, but we'll, you know, hopefully not. I'm fired weekly, so it doesn't matter. True. He keeps it been there done that so i i understand um but no i i would be dumb to not go even if it was in detroit like i would go there it's so close how could you not just essentially right in your backyard obviously it would be a lot more ideal to have it in minneapolis but also you mentioned how previously been in grand forks why not in minnesota i mean mm-hmm. they're not lacking the facilities they're not lacking they're it it would be sellout crowds every single night if mm-hmm. it was held in Minnesota. So easy to get I'm, to Minnesota for everybody. Yes. So I say, why not? I think it would be great. And also I'm just going to say it a nice change of pace from having it in Canada, bring it yeah. to the States, bring it to the States. Let the U S refs call a game or two. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of traveling uh, to watch hockey, should we go to the all-star game this year? Kirill Kaprizov representing your Minnesota wild. No surprise. Second straight year that he will be a part of the all-star game uh, amongst the rest of the NHL's elite of the elite. That's taking place in Florida. I want to go. Kirsten, Fred, should we go? I love I warm weather. We start the GoFundMe. And we got to pass the hat like in church. Yeah. Like you have like a, a brownie the bucket, sale or something like the helmet. that. Cookie sale. Yeah. Who do you guys want? And we'll talk about this even more in depth next week. So it's going to be next week's up for debate. But I had posted a question last night on Twitter about who you would, because fans get to vote in an additional two forwards, I think it is, and an additional goalie in each conference um, to join the All-Stars. Who would you guys want to vote in from the Minnesota Wild? I did not include Matt Zuccarello in my poll because everybody's going to choose Matt Zuccarello and I wanted to mix it up. So my options were Boldy, uh, Flurry, Brodine, and Felino, I think those were the four options, but who would you guys pick? Those are like my four in no particular order. I would love to see Boldy. Cause I think he's a young guy who's you want to get some of that excitement around the young boys. Flurry's the name Felino's the captain and Broads is a defenseman. So those, that's why I selected those four, but who would you guys most want to see? Also uh hat tip to the bleacher report for getting behind the Ryan Reeves campaign trail. They want to vote in Ryan Reeves. I'm all for that as president. So that's also an official uh, cheer. Make sure you go vote for Ryan Reeves and support that campaign. But who else would you guys want to see? Salt in the wound. That's all I'm going to say. Um, But to piggyback, I mean, as a fellow Swifty, just the support for Jonas Brodeen, I'd love, love to see, but also Maybe not. Like, I'm okay with him not being in the All-Star game. Very happy you didn't put Matt Zuccarello in that category because I don't want to see Matt Zuccarello. I don't. Like, I'm sorry. I love love the Batman, Robin, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello thing, but don't hate me. I think he's just kind of boring. Like, a lot of players you see in the All-Star game, they have more flair to them. And, like, what does Matt Zuccarello bring besides – I mean, yes, like, he is a very talented player. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. So – I wouldn't vote him in for that. So then you have Matt Boldy, you have Marcus Foligno. I love Marcus Foligno. I would, but as far as the all-star game, probably not. So that leaves Matt Boldy. I think he, I think he's made a case for how he could be a contender to be in the all-star game. So I would say Matt Boldy. I, yeah, I would agree. And I think that's a good point about Zuki. Like what else is he going to participate in besides the game itself? Right. As far as like skills competition, obviously an elite player, but I, I agree. It's kind of, you want that fun. You want the Trevor Zegers trying something new. You want uh Kaprizov dressing up as Ovechkin, whatever it might be. You want to enjoy yourself. And yeah, I, I don't, you don't see that at least from the public perception. You don't see that a lot out of Zuccarello. Uh, what you are seeing out of Zuccarello this year, he is one of just a couple players on pace for career years. Last year, we saw so many of those guys uh, j- get ahead of themselves. Obviously, injuries have really set quite a few of them back. Ryan Hartman, most notably. Uh, Marcus Felino has been injured quite a bit. Greenway, those are three guys that had career years last year that obviously are not going to be able to surpass those. But Matt Zuccarello being one of them, Jules Eriksson-Eck being another, and Matt Boldy. Obviously, Matt Boldy's kind of a, a touch-and-go case because he was hurt last year, and w- do we count that? But he's on pace to best last year in general, Kirsten. It feels like the Minnesota Wild got their groove back better than Stella ever did. Did you know that's a movie? No. Okay, it's a movie. As I, no surprise to anyone. I realized as I was saying it, I was like, she probably has no idea what no. I'm talking about. Over okay. my head. I anyway. assumed it was, I thought it was a song reference. Mm. 
Is there, there's probably a song. There's a soundtrack that goes with the movie. I think I've actually never seen it. I just know the title. Fred has you know. a look on his face. Oh, it's just fascinating. I just love listening to Generation Chirps. I love it. <laughs> love it. I'm old. You're young. Yada yada. Uh, no, but Minnesota looking really good in their past couple games. Kirsten, are you? How are you feeling heading into? Uh, you know, the, the bye week excuse me, at the end of the month, heading into the All-Star game, and then more importantly, heading into even that trade deadline that's going to be here before we know it. I'm feeling a heck of a lot better than I was at the start of the season. I think, <laughs> honestly, we talked about it. I'm happy they had the start to the season that they did. I think it really allowed them to just clear their heads, figure it out, there was a lot of growing pains at the very beginning, a lot of things they had to get figured out. So I'm happy that had already happened. I'm hoping it doesn't happen again, as opposed to it happening later in the season, like we discussed. I think this is the time where you really start to find out who's for real and who's not. I think the wild are showing like, we may have started slow, but we're still here. We never left. So I'm excited for what the team is going to be doing as we approach the all-star break. And so, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Quick question, though. Just this is like something that's percolated in my mind. Are we benefiting or, or, yeah, are we benefiting from having the cap strain? Because if you think about it, Garen's having to bring up guys who have been stuck in Iowa for a long time and not actually showing what the real life in the NHL world is. And finally, these guys are kind of getting the taste. They're getting the chances. They're actually, you know, making the best effort that they can to stay up in the NHL. Is is it helping them right now? Like having this pressure and getting this youth, this young, cheap youth yeah. to come up and put in some minutes? I mean, I think the benefit comes from, and you hate to say it, it's benefiting from injuries, from Brandon Duhame being out, from Ryan Hartman being, you know, from your main NHL guys who you can afford right now. I think because they're injured, that's why you're getting to get those younger guys up there. But you're absolutely right, Fred. I mean, that's going to be crucial because these are the guys that this team is going to have to rely on for the next couple of years while they still have that buyout money uh, out of their pocket. So I think the injuries are really more so the result of being able to get those Iowa guys. Now, again, we've talked about the depth of the Minnesota wild prospect pool. It's unlike any other year. So for once, it is great to have all this talent in Iowa and it is great to see them come up. And even if they're just insurance players, they've been performing really, really well. I mean, for instance, Brandon Duhame, who still has yet to return from his, his latest injury, which has kept him sidelined for quite a bit. The biggest question is what do you do with him? The team is rolling. The team is playing well. I mean, who do you take out? And those are good problems to have, but they're definitely problems because Brandon Duhame certainly has earned his spot with this team. He is, you know, more or less a veteran type player, but these young guys have really done themselves uh, a favor by performing well when asked to do so. I mean, again, Sammy Walker, we go back to him. It's hard to send him back down to Iowa. Now, again, that goes with you have to be able to utilize that two-way contract while you still have it, while you're not having to put any players on waivers. So that's why you're seeing so much up and down with guys like Sammy um, and Beckman and, and those guys who haven't had the one-way contracts. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. It's been great to see this young talent, what the future of the wild might be in the next couple of years. Because again, this off season is going to be tough as far as what you're going to do. Who's going to take a team friendly contract. Who do you have to get rid of? Because similar to last year, you can't afford to keep this team intact. Unfortunately, probably a little bit better of a shot, but it's still going to be tough. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been fascinating to see how these young guys are performing and, and it keeps you excited for what's ahead. I definitely think it helps too. But another thing that got brought up in the discussion too, as we're approaching the trade deadline, I'm interested. I, cause I, I guarantee Bill Guerin's going to make some sort of splash, make some sort of move, especially because the wild right now are sitting pretty in a solid playoffs position. So that being said, what's going to get shaken up at the trade deadline. It's approaching real quick. Jesse, Fred, I'm curious. What do you think could happen? I think you trade Matt Dumba. I do not. And that's will not, take him though. I think you'll get something for him. I think you'll get a little bit for him. I think they could use still an extra scoring punch. And um, this is going to be a great segue. We have Brock Faber coming up in our next segment, but he is, I think, NHL ready. Um, I think he would be a great signing once his season ends. So that fills any concerns you might have on the blue line by losing Dumba. And it's less of a, 
Dumba performing poorly problem for me. It's again, the money. You can't afford to keep him at the contract that he has. And while he might take a semi more team friendly contract option at the end of the season, I still say you try to get something for him. You're not going to get an exact return very likely. And you're right. It's probably going to be slim pickings for teams that would need him, but he's a great rental player for anybody that maybe needs to beef up their blue line with an experienced guy, with a tougher guy, with a good leader, um, a good person off the ice. I mean, that could be an option. I, I mean, I think you need that one extra rental scoring punch. I don't really want JT Miller. I know everybody keeps talking about that. We've talked about Brock Besser. I'd love him. I don't know if you can afford that. Um, and I'm talking Vancouver because they're going to have to trade their entire team. I don't know what is happening there. But yeah, I mean, I, I would get rid of Dumba for any little bit of extra forward and offensive help that you could get. That's follow-up question. Yeah. Who wears the A on their sweater then if you trade Dumba? Who is next man up? Probably Jewel Eriksonek. Jewel. Right? Love that guy. I feel like he's the one that usually gets it whenever somebody's down and out. Like if Felino's out, I feel like Jewel's worn it. Yeah. Or do you go Broads? I also, we love Broads. Jimmy, we love him. We love Jimmy. I feel like you could go with either one of those two because they've been there long enough and they have kind of some respect. I thought both of them are so quiet. You need. Yeah. But so you can't going have Spurgeon off that, the, first, and- the first name that came to my head and I know he's not been up there as much and established as the other two, Ryan Hartman. He was the one that came to my head immediately. Wait, why yeah. aren't we considering Kirill? Cause he doesn't speak English. So <laughs> he does speak English. He just doesn't like to do it around to you. Kirill. <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on, every, every other like main scorer on the, on their big team, the big talent, they all have the C on their chest. Why not Kirill get at least an A? He's not ready for that. I just, he just doesn't see captain material to me. You can't tell me Connor. (laughs) I think David was, was ready for the C when he got it. He was. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I mean, he did, he did cross my mind like Kirill and because people would be thrilled. Ha! Uh, they would. <laughs> that was you lame. Put a sound effect in for that one. Wah, wah. Uh, they would be, but it would. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. It's, it's actually something I never even considered. You do move down, but you do need to add another alternate. Um, and who that might be? That would be a. That would be interesting. I like that. I like that discussion, Kirsten. Thank you go. Good job. Um, good job. speaking of discussion, can I bring up one more thing that oh, happened it's... this week that I love? Jacob Middleton, the prized possession of Minnesota. I love that guy. He's such a beauty. His interview with TNT the other night after that incredibly late game, he makes the comment about Ryan Hartman. Like, Say it. He Lisa. says it. Hartsy's a little shit. Like, Hartsy's so. a little piece of shit. Hartsy's kind and of a piece of shit oh out there. Oh my gosh. He is so precious. <laughs> I love Jacob Middleton. I yes. love him. He's so fun. It's even more funny. And I don't think this is really it. So as we're going down to the locker room, when the locker room's open and we pass Middleton as he's going out there, he's like, what the hell? I thought I wouldn't have to do these interviews anymore after I did that Christmas thing for you guys, which was the case you guys missed it. He went tarps off, no teeth and asked for uh, his two front teeth for Christmas. The Minnesota Wild posted a blooper thing. And I had to laugh. I was like, I bet you did. I bet you're like, I'll do this if I don't have to do any more interviews on TV after that. And unfortunately, it did not work. But we are all better for that, for having him be on TNT post game that evening. Well, the people want him. Like, he's got such a great personality. He is the content the people are now seeing and they want more of. And the whole, like, tarps off thing, I think that should go in the style rankings again, I'm bringing the style rankings up yes. again, just because it is hilarious. It's a bit what other team is doing it. That's I love true. it, but it's so funny because it wasn't a thing. Like I remember, it was Hart or it was uh, Middleton and Addison who never wore shirts, like never ever wear. It. Like they're constantly just strutting around without a shirt on. And then yeah, it just was. I think ironic that you ended up getting those two guys in your interviews at intermission. I was like, it's not with a thing. You're Kevin Gorg. <laughs> just here. I want I want Gorgie to go tarps off his net one of these interviews. Maybe maybe it's a hockey day Minnesota thing. Bali Sports North. Bali would Bali would approve. Happen? I think Bali would approve. 
still looks like Bali. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't even know how to transition out of that, guys. I was like, we, we can go tarps off. What? No, we can't. Like, we're keeping our tarps on over on this end of the, <laughs> the episode. But we are going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, Brock Faber of the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, Minnesota Wild prospect will be joining us to talk about his excitement for the future and his excitement for the gopher season this year as they look to make a run into the ncaa postseason uh that's going to be kirsten stop laughing at me i am distracted now can't stop (laughs) so we're going to take a break let kirsten control herself we'll be right back We're back. Joining us now, Gopher captain and future Minnesota Wild blue liner, Brock Faber. Brock, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for taking time out of your winter break. How's winter break been? I remember in college, that was the best time ever. I mean, you're already kind of home per se, but what have you been up to during this uh, somewhat time off from at least the school part of it? Well, so it started, we got, I think, a week, week off from hockey, week or two. Um, so that was obviously nice. I went home to Maple Grove, spent time with my family, um, Christmas at home. It was, it was obviously very nice, a very good break. And then now it's just back to normal, uh, practice, skate, workout, and then kind of hang out the rest of the day, not doing school. So it's, uh, campus is pretty dead. There's not many people around, but it's obviously fun just having the guys here. So, uh, it's been, it's been a great break so far for sure. I should have probably prefaced this. Kirsten is a St. Cloud Husky, and this is bad timing, I think, to probably do this interview. So do what you will. I'm always going to do that, Kirsten. When you were asking about the gopher flag, I was going to say it would look better if it was a St. Cloud State flag, but I mean, it'll do. No, I don't think so. I think the gopher flag adds a lot to the room. I don't think St. Cloud would add much, so. We'll see though. At least we that, got that cardinal red looks pretty nice anywhere. It's very versatile. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that at least. That's fair to say. Big home and home series coming up this weekend for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. how excited are you to get back, like you said, kind of into the swing of things, into the routine, and uh in general continue the season that you guys are being fairly successful at this so far? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a good first half for us and um, you know, we got back last week and with the two exhibition games. So, um, but yeah, it feels, you know, obviously this week has been a lot different knowing that it's the, you know, in-state rivalry, home and home, um, probably packed crowds both nights, Saturday, Sunday. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great to get back and obviously it's going to be a fun weekend and um, a big weekend for us. Obviously we got the four world junior guys coming back, um, you know, probably after this game here, we were just watching it, but Um, are they still winning is team usa still winning i think we just had scored when i got in here so i want to say i don't know i think we're up by one right now but i don't know exactly (laughs) uh anyway um yeah no it's uh really looking forward to getting back to to in the swing of things and you know obviously start the second half um off on the right note so well, you kind of touched on it. This is what I was going to ask you next. Uh, team USA or the Minnesota Golden Gophers, as you will, because of the amount of guys they threw on the Team USA roster from your yeah. team. Um, they're coming back right after this game, such as you just said. But how nice is it going to be to just have the whole team back together again? For sure. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, without the look for it's obviously a lot different. Um, you know, but we had guys in the exhibition games that, you know, stepped up and, you know, it was fun to see a lot of guys play that, um, you know, haven't so far as much this year, but, um, you know, getting those guys back, obviously they're four unbelievable players and, um, you know, awesome people as well. And, you know, when, when they get back on campus and I feel like it will feel a little bit more real when it's the whole team there inside, aside of missing the four guys, you know, so, um, you know, they're, like I said, it's a special run for them. Obviously it ended short, but, um, you know, we're, we're definitely looking forward to getting those four back for sure. So, I mean, do you understand goaltender interference and recalling goals at all? Or how does how do you feel <laughs> no about comment. that? Oh, no killers. <laughs> yeah. No comment on that. 
Oh, uh, you know, you have, are familiar, obviously, with the World Juniors. One big question I have, and I was discussing this last night with a couple of media people, how hard is it to bring a team like that together when so many of those players are so used to being, quote unquote, the guy, right? And I mean, you see that on a lot of these international teams, but especially with how potent Team USA has been with all these elite selections. I mean, is that right. a bit of a challenge? Obviously, this past summer, that squad, completely different challenge in its own right. But in general, right. how does how is that approached? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, the, the coaches that coach the World Junior teams are obviously, you know, they're there for a reason. Um, they're obviously very special people and very special coaches. And I think, um, you know, that's kind of the thing that's talked about most like the the summer camps and the um, pre-tournament camps and the tryouts all that stuff I think it's um, guys having to realize that maybe their roles will be a little bit different um, you know at, at the world juniors playing with you know the best guys from all over so I mean it, it starts obviously from the coaching staff and you know obviously the heads of USA hockey finding good people as well and um, I think they are have done a great job at least the times I've been there and um, obviously, you can see this here that it's kind of kind of going the same way. I mean, I, I feel like guys have, um, you know, Cools is always going to be kind of the power play guy, obviously. <laughs> but same with Jimmy and, you know, Chez and Luke may be playing a little bit different role there. But, um, you know, they're playing great. And I think that's, you know, a lot of credit to the coaching staff for sure. So. Mm-hmm. And it pains me to say this, but there there's something special about this Gophers team this season. And this is one of the only times I'll give the the Golden Gophers a compliment here just because, you know, loyal to St. Cloud State. Um, but you guys have a special group, a star-studded roster, handful of draft picks up and down. Mm-hmm. So what is it about that group that just meshes so well together this season? Yeah, I think, you know, this has definitely been the closest team I've been on you know, since I've been here, um, I think it's, you know, it, it's a combination of, you know, guys I've been, uh, that guys that are in my class or the senior class, the class above me. Um, obviously we were treated great when we were young here from our upperclassmen and our captains. And, um, you know, it's just kind of trying to, um, you know, give, just keep, keep that spreading, spreading the love. Um, we, we talk a lot about relationships on this team and, um, you know, how to treat each other, how to treat other people. And I think, um, like I said, this is one of the closest teams I've, I've played on. And like you said, we also have a lot of, a lot of talented players too. So, um, you know, it's, you know, trying to find, um, you know, the, the grit and the, um, the mentality of doing it every night, obviously we're still really young too. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of talent, but a very close team and, um, just trying to keep growing, um, like we, like we did the whole first half and now obviously the second half is when it matters. So I know for you, the Gophers were kind of the peak. That was the main number one goal. Take me back to when you first put the M on and how special that was. And now to add another letter with a C this year, what's that been like for you? Right. I mean, yeah, when I, when I got here, obviously there was, there was no fans, my friend, my first game and, <laughs> or any of the games my freshman year. So um, you know, it was still running out on the ice and in an empty Mariucci still, you know, gave me chills and put a smile on my face. So, um, yeah, it's obviously a dream come true to be here and obviously to, to be able to wear a letter is, um, you know, it's obviously such an honor. I grew up, you know, coming to all the games with my parents. I had hundreds of gopher jerseys. It's, it's definitely, you know, something that I, I'm very thankful for, thankful to be here and, um, obviously now just trying to make the most of it. So. How big and, of examples have Ben Myers and Sammy Walker been as they've made this transition as you watch them go? I know there's that infamous picture of you cheering yeah. on Benny Boy when uh, he suited up here. But yeah. how cool has it been to see these gophers and that tradition continue? Because really, that's always been the U of M's tradition, right? To to push these right. players to the NHL, but now some guys that you know very well. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, they were awesome. They're just like the way we, us upperclassmen, try to be to, to the freshmen and sophomores now um it's the way they treated us back when we were freshmen and young guys so um they were awesome they competed they worked hard and they were obviously two great people too so um you know that it just they've obviously made a huge impact on me the way um they led you know the team when times were hard and um times weren't going great 
Um, so now, like I said, it's just trying to carry on their legacy, if you will, um, and be the leader that they were to me one day or one tag in the day. So, <laughs> and Brock, another thing that I wanted to ask you too: second half of the college hockey season, just about to get underway. And for followers of college hockey, they know the second half is a completely different monster. It's yeah essentially almost a starting over point where things just really get heating up as you head towards the playoffs and whatnot. So right. what's, what's kind of the the standpoint for your team and the mindset heading into the second half? Uh, just try and keep growing. Obviously, like I mentioned previously, we're really, we're a young hockey team. Um, you know, we still make mistakes and we're always going to, we're never going to be perfect, but trying to limit those as the year goes on and, you know, uh, become more, more consistent um Fridays and Saturdays I think um that's all something that will come um and you know obviously this weekend is uh, a huge weekend and it's also a, it will be a learning experience for sure too you know playing a team like St. Cloud at a home and home obviously it's going to be loud both nights a big stage and um, we're looking forward to it but like I said just trying to keep growing as the year goes on and you know be at our best when when it matters most so since I have you both here, I'm going to ask who's going to have the better student cheering section. Is it going to be at the U or is it going to be, you call it the dog pound in St. Cloud, Carson? It is. Well, there's the dog pound and then there's the puppy pound. So the puppy pound is like the overflow of the dog pound. Oh. Um, you know, I, you know, Brock, I'm sorry if I'm losing points with you here. Jets assuming I had any to begin with, um, but St. Cloud will St. Cloud. Definitely. Um, the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center, too, is a very special venue. It's smaller and just those older barns, too. It's mm -hmm. it's I'm saying St. Cloud. Sorry. Well, I think obviously winter break doesn't help our case. A lot oh. of students are at home, but I think when uh, when Mary Uchi's going and the student section's going, I think our student section filled up is about half as many as the whole building holds at St. Cloud. So. Um, obviously our student section is a lot bigger and louder, um, but I will see this weekend, obviously, like I said, winter break. So, um, but we're not worried about that. We're worried about when. So yeah, that's there you go. that usually quiets any student section down, I think, whether, yeah, exactly, or... whether students or not, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it will be a fun weekend for sure. And, you know, obviously it's going to be heated. It's going to be fast paced. It's going to be physical. So we're really looking forward to it. I, I was at the homecoming game last year where Minnesota came up to St. Cloud and it got very rowdy at the end. And also too, I mean, Bob Motzko, former St. Cloud coach legend around yeah. there. So that makes it, it it's going to be a packed house. Honestly, I think we'll see Mariucci. It's a bigger venue. So therefore they're just because of that alone, there's a lot more empty seats, um, yeah. but right. it, it'll be, it'll be a good turnout. It will. I think so too. It'll be a fun I, weekend for sure. I have to say the gopher student section as a child taught me what a sieve was. So I'm always grateful to the gopher hockey student <laughs> section for all of those. I was like, these are great cheers. This is so much fun. I think I love hockey, if not just for chirping <laughs> goaltenders, which I have carried on into my professional career. So thank you. That's Absolutely. where we Yes, you, you yeah, have Jesse, a, a little sweet Caroline added in for, to boost the atmosphere. Um, Brock, while we still have you, I do have one question. One of, my final ones it's very important because i'm forming my own list um and you can answer honestly are you a swifty um you know what i'd say no um and just based off like we're talking taylor swift here am i correct what you I are say? you are correct yes what would, i'm so, curious what would another swifty be brock i don't want to sound dumb on the podcast i need to make sure but actually asking Fair. probably made me sound dumber so um no i i wouldn't say that i am um solely off who i listen to um and how much music i listen to um obviously i could you know sing probably more Taylor Swift songs um, than you guys could imagine. But at the same time, I don't think I listen to her enough to call myself a real fan. So, so to sum it up, Brock is not joining the Jonas Brodine fan club noted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Jonas Brodine, huge Swifty. So when you join the Minnesota wild squad in the locker room and he has the, the list, he'll, he'll play Taylor Swift for you. So. Well, yeah, to. my answer might change if one of those guys are asking me. So. 
<laughs> That's fair. Speaking of the Minnesota Wild, obviously we have to ask you about yeah. that. Um, I mean, we spoke when the trade and exchange happened that would bring you here to Minnesota, to this organization. Um, have you been paying attention even a little bit closer? I know obviously you're focused on your job right now with mm-hmm. the Gophers, but I imagine, you know, it's it's a little bit more exciting to catch glimpses sure. of how the team's doing, right? Tell me about that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's, you know, I try as hard as I can to, you know, stay focused on the Gopher season and, um, you know, be the best teammate, you know, roommate. Um, I guess leader I could be here Um, but obviously you know in the back of my mind I'm still paying attention to the wild and um, you know because obviously that's a dream of mine too someday to be there with them so um, yeah just really just trying to stay focused on the Gophers but um, you know being happy and you know grateful that hopefully that opportunity will you know be there for me someday so um, yeah I mean it's it's fun seeing them do well and so far I mean recently they've been obviously playing pretty well so yeah. Um, it's, you know, and obviously we go to the, we still go to the games and still watch them all when I, whenever they're on, obviously I'm still a fan. So, yeah. um, but yeah, just trying to stay focused on the Gophers for now and, um, you know, hopefully put myself in a spot where I have an, you know, an opportunity to be there someday. So does it get overwhelming to think about that as you approach your junior year again, there's still plenty of season left, but those conversations are constantly swirling, especially when they could use help like a guy from a guy like you on the blue line. I mean, does that get to be kind of overwhelming or do you just try really hard to again, push it out and stay focused on where you're at right now? Yeah. You know, I, I really try and try and keep it out of my brain, obviously, because you know, that will do me no good. My teammates, no good. Obviously if, uh, if I'm focused on the wild, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm focused on the wild all year, obviously that's unfair to my teammates, and obviously I won't even be performing as well as I could here. So, um, you know, I, I really just have tried to, you know, be present here, be present with my teammates, and um, you know, be the best I can be uh, where I am right now. And you know, like I said, just hope hope that there's an opportunity opportunity there for me someday. So. And it'd be nice to have a guy like Kirill Kaprizov on the offensive side versus going up against him in any defensive situation, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) I I can only imagine... Jesse cut me off. Jesse, you can go ahead. So did you see what he tried last night? The was it Between the the legs. Yeah, didn't he hit the post? He hit the post. Yeah, that was... uh, (laughs) That's something that I couldn't even think about doing. Yeah. But sometimes special player for sure. <laughs> Person, you may continue. Sorry. Okay. Sounds good. I have the floor now. Um, well, I was going to say it's, it's just gotta be pretty surreal too. You mentioned watching the games as a fan with your teammates and now knowing you're in the prospect pool for the wild organization, does that just, isn't it just kind of a weird thing to kind of be on the outside of and think about? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it is, it just so, it is really weird because, you know, I was always a gopher fan and a wild fan. And originally I was committed to Notre Dame, ended up going to the gophers. Now I'm a gopher. And then I was, ended up being drafted by LA and getting traded to the wild. It's just, it, it's weird how it works. And obviously it's, um, you know, I'm super grateful and it, you know, it still puts a smile on my face thinking the, that there's a chance for me there someday. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it really is crazy though. Just knowing that it was always go for hockey and wild jerseys in my closet. And, you know, I'd wear them for picture days and, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, you know, it still almost leaves me a little bit speechless that I, you know, I'm a part of their prospect pool, obviously. And, um, just hope to be there someday, I guess. So now final question before we let you go, Brock, you're not the only hockey player in your family, correct? Your sister correct. Paige also playing. Is she still uh, skating around, cruising around on the ice being, she's told me numerous times at uh the beauty league that she's far better hockey player than you. Is oh, that yeah. still Absolutely. true? She sure is. She sure <laughs> is. But yeah. She's uh yeah, she's still doing great. She's uh, I just, we just, she had a game. I want to say two weeks ago at Mariucci. So me and a couple teammates went to that. So obviously that was fun, but yeah, um, yeah she's doing great. She's obviously, she's the best in the family. That's for sure. <laughs> Being the youngest brother and having two older sisters, did they force you to do a lot of like the girly stuff like I did with my brother or did they turn you on to hockey? Was Paige playing hockey before you were? Um, 
I think we probably started around the same time. Okay. Um, you know, they would uh, they would dress me up all the time and <laughs> do the whole deal, but um, yeah, no, I was uh, yeah, I want to say that we started at the same time, and my uh, neighbor across the street originally had this small little rink. I would go skate on and then we ended up getting one in our backyard. So we'd both skate all the time. And then our neighbors got one in their backyard. So it was a kind of a whole, whole neighborhood thing, but obviously me and Paige were obviously the, the two staples out there. We would go right after school and get until dinner and then, you know, right after dinner, get back out there. So, yeah. Love yeah. It. You had, you had mentioned she had a game. Do you get out to most of her games? Are you able to watch her when you can? I mean, obviously your own schedule is crazy, but when you have the opportunity, are you able to check that out? I know your family's pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. I, I try and go to uh, as many games as I can. Obviously, she's at every single one of mine. So, <laughs> um, you know, obviously she's she's my biggest fan. I'm her biggest fan. So it's, um, you know, it's obviously special to go to her games. And, um, you know, and I'm obviously grateful that she comes all mine. So it's, you know, obviously, yeah, we're, we're a super tight family. And, um you know, it's, we, we love hockey too. So I feel now that you mentioned that your sisters would dress you up, you're going to have people (laughs) digging for those photos. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think there was any pictures taken, Uh but I'm sure mom has them very for just for the right time, the right moment (laughs) when you get like your NHL first goal or something, she's gonna be like, Oh, remember when <laughs> that's what I would do to my child. Anyway, the annoying, oh, I would too. In here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would do for sure. Well, Brock, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you for coming to talk some gopher hockey. We look forward to watching you the rest of the season, hopefully bringing home a national championship for the gophers. It's been a while. Please dear God do that. Uh, and uh, in the Minnesota wild uniform, whenever that time comes as well, we're going to take another quick break. You guys we will be right back. We're back. Shout out again to Brock Faber and the University of Minnesota for allowing him to chat with us during his winter break. I got to say, I love Kirsten that you just came in hard hitting with like, do you listen to Taylor Swift? (laughs) I'm I'm no one else is doing this true investigative journalism that I have requested multiple times. So I'm taking it in my own hands now. You got to, you know, good. every time I see somebody, if I'm walking, let's say like I'm walking into the rink and Jonas bro, not Jonas Brody. And that was a really bad example. I wasn't (laughs) thinking Brian Hartman's walking behind me for whatever, whatever reason. I'm just going to look at him and be like, Hey, question. Are you a Swifty? Yeah. Like I'm taking this research into my own hands. Once I have the information I need, I will share it with the public. I like it. I think, yeah, definitely keep a catalog of all the players you ask. I'll ask Khan and Sid and those guys once they roll through too. Um, also, but me and Brock Faber have beef because as you heard, and I, you know, after the St. Cloud, Minnesota tiff that we already had, the cards were stacked against us. But as soon as he said he was not a Swifty, I was like, you, Brock, <laughs> just game come over. on. Just huh? game, just game over for you. It was game over. I was like, we bad. need to work on this before you get brought up to yeah. the show he'll learn he'll learn although he did admit if the wild players asked him if he was a swifty he'd say yeah so there's that it's just maybe you're not as important on the scale of question i understand i understand it happens. it happens let's wrap up this week's episode with our up for debate i wanted to know which team in the central worries you most right now not down the future not when colorado is all plump and full and healthy because they are not right now um my options were dallas whom you've seen winnipeg whom the wild have seen and colorado who the wild have seen and obviously now who worries you the most right now after seeing them in that first half of the season and how well they continue to do as it turns the quarter into the second half kirsten i mean i i don't know because honestly dallas i think they're sitting top of the central right now, but they still, I'm not convinced by them, but I'm also not convinced by Winnipeg either. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say Dallas probably worries me less than Winnipeg, but I'm not convinced that Winnipeg is legit yet. So I would say Winnipeg. You're just going to leave Colorado. feels like you were leaning toward Colorado by saying neither of them. I was, but then you brought up, you brought up like the injuries and everything. And so then I was like, okay, well, assuming they get healthy by the end of the season before playoffs, will they're Colorado still, they're a great team. So Mm -hmm. they don't, they won't worry me come later in the season, 
So I'm going with Winnipeg right now just because I don't think that they can keep up what they've been doing. I think they've started to show a little bit of weakness and what they've had going on. So I just don't think it's sustainable for them to keep up. Yeah, I agree. The, the only real thing I like about Winnipeg is Rick Bowness. I think Rick Bowness really turned that around because he's such a player's coach. Um, and going from Paul Maurice to Bowness is a very good thing for Winnipeg. And I think that's why they're doing it because they finally have a coach in play. Not to say that Paul Maurice wasn't all for them, but Bowness is just known as a player's coach. And I think they really appreciated that. My concern with Winnipeg too is that they're old. Like they have their best players are their oldest players which can only take you so far sometimes I think um I would say Dallas though probably concerns me the most watching that and maybe it's because that's the most recent game you've seen Minnesota play and Minnesota didn't perform nearly as well as they are capable of doing but Dallas has good goaltending they have fantastic defense and they've got awesome offense and they've got just the right amount of veteran and youthful experience you know you've got from Tyler Sagan down to Jason Robertson Jake Ottinger one of us back in net um Dallas is looking like the real deal and it's funny because I think I said this like two years ago that I thought they were the real deal they were not but maybe they just needed to season themselves a little bit um so I would say Dallas on the flip side worries me the most which is sad because we all hate Dallas probably Mm -hmm. more than any other team yeah no, I would agree with that. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the central rankings right now. I'm very disappointed by Nashville. I'm very disappointed with where they're I sitting. Know. They should have been so much better this no. year than they yeah. have been. Um, but I do think I think Dallas will take the central, but I think Minnesota, despite everything I've said in the past, if they continue the pace that they've been at, I think they're gonna finish second in the central. Okay. Who finishes first? Dallas. Oh, you said Dallas. Sorry, and who finishes second? Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. I don't, I don't know how I completely just ignored everything. I don't know said, either. Apparently. Jesse just <laughs> doesn't listen to me when I talk. It's what funny. did you say? Did you say worse? Okay. So who's third? Third? Probably Colorado. Okay. I could see okay. Winnipeg squeaking into fourth unless St. Louis just Comes really does something soon. Fair. I like it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Would love to hear what you guys think. Uh Drop it in the comments below. Certainly send it to us on Twitter. Let us know how you feel about the Central, where things are shaking out. Obviously, let us know how you feel about this entire episode, why I should get a tattoo, where I should get a tattoo, uh, who should go tarps off next for the Minnesota Wild, should Fred go tarps off at our next <laughs> Bar Down Beauties Live presented by Greenbelt, which is coming up this Friday at Kazi's, which is up in Stillwater, 7 to 8 p.m. We'll be out there talking hockey. Greenbelt has some great specials going on. It's going to be an awesome venue. Cannot wait. Look forward to it. We'll be sure to have some Bardon Beauties swag for you all as well. Also, shout out to Talk North for featuring us on their network. Shout out to SodaStick.com where you can get more Bardon Beauty swag in addition to a plethora of other awesome Minnesota sports related tees, tanks, all the good stuff. Uh, use code Bardon Beauties for 15% off all your purchases. Also, shout out to Royal Credit Union. Less fee, more free. Also, cheers to Jim Beam, Minnesota Wild official whiskey sponsor. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. Again, you guys are all awesome. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Again, don't forget to share, like, rate, comment. All that good stuff. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 